We're back for another episode of It's Not the End of the World. I'm Steven, your host. And I'm Brittany, the other host, the and co-host. Yeah, we're, we're both co-hosts, I'd say. I, I, don't, I actually don't know the real definition for that. We're just hosts. Okay. Let's just say that. Okay. But um, we're here to talk about social media, which is something we've talked about when we were a radio show, but we thought we would rehash it now that we're on this platform as a podcast because now it can be there for eternity <laughs> instead of just you know broadcast once and fade into oblivion so we'll <laughs> we'll talk about some of the things that we hate about social media and we'll try to balance it out with a little bit of the the things that we see as potential benefits and maybe some some ways that we can actually use social media to get the best out of it and and not be so brought down by all of the negative consequences. So to start it out, um, I just thought to myself when I was planning this episode, like, it's basically the way that people communicate now. Whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, we just spend so much time in this digital form of communication that I, I feel like we spend less time actually interacting with each other. And this isn't a new concept. I mean, we all, we've all kind of pondered this, I think. It's been, what, like eight years since Facebook has come out or something like that? So we're, we're well into this, and we're pretty well aware, but it's almost like our existence is equated to our presence online like if we if we're not online well then we're not actually there you know like people people don't hear about you anymore and people kind of lose touch because you're not online i mean certainly this happens anyway because we get busy with our lives as we move forward into adulthood and you know we we busy ourselves with our job or we move away to a different place but with social media, this allows for us to to bridge that gap where we don't have to be in the same place to communicate. So it's like this conundrum where we want we want face-to-face -face contact, but we can't always get it, and it becomes easier. We rely upon something that's easier and, and more efficient, I guess, than actually trying to plan out some kind of time to be with somebody. So... As a result, I feel like we're just spending less time around each other. You know, there's less activity going around in the neighborhood. You know, like people aren't outside doing things anymore. It's no longer a spontaneous like, oh, hey, let's go and do this. Or maybe it is in some cases, but it's less happening less often. And that's, well, just, that's just my opinion. But I, I feel that, you know, just being in this age. If you living ask everybody now, it might be because of COVID. <laughs> That's true. We're we're Possibly. talking. We're they talking. Might forget in, about years previously and be like, no, yeah, it all it's all COVID actually. We're we're talking under different circumstances right now, mm -hmm. considering COVID. But I could have said this pre-COVID, and it would still have applied. I've certainly talked about right. it that way I know, I just before that. COVID, mm -hmm. and it's like. It just seems to be exacerbated, I think. Obviously, we, we know the reason now. It's become more clear, I think. And maybe people are actually getting outside now more because they've become aware of but this But what problem. if they go outside and then post pictures? 
well, then that's just a big no-no. No, I'm just kidding. That seems pretty cool because sometimes you, there are some things that it's cool to see people's personal diaries, you know, because maybe they've done something or they show, you know, that you can be like, oh, wow, I want to do that. Yeah, and then sometimes exactly. that's construed as like a way of, oh, you you have no personality or you're copying me or it can turn into <laughs> bullying really fast. Like for me, if I see somebody doing something on the Internet, on social media, I'm, if I like it or I think I can do it or I can take an idea and make it my own, like I'm going to do that. And I think that that is a way that it could be beneficial if people looked at it as more inspirational than mm-hmm. demeaning of like, oh, wow, that's I could never do that. That's cool. You're lucky, you know, but it's like, hey, maybe that could be looked at as like inspirational. Like, holy crap, this person's doing something. Yeah, I could be doing that. And then you could post pictures and then you guys could post about it. Then you could possibly end up hanging out doing something together. Exactly. Tangent, but no, it facilitates (laughs) connection. I mean, at at the same time, it's creating a lack of connection. But it also can connect scary connections, which is that's like another downside. That's why it's always like you what you say the coin or 50 50 thing or whatever. Like (laughs) two sides of the same coin. It's scary. Yeah, there's um You got the Craigslist killer and I've got but then I've gotten like a really sweet bunny off Craigslist, you know? <laughs> like so it's like there's two sides to the internet. <laughs> yeah, with any technology, really. Yeah, I mean, especially it, social media, it's more about connecting emotionally than it is physically. Yeah, exactly. And so that's even scarier because humans I think <laughs> our conscious has evolved so much that we have completely we're all basically at this point emotionally driven. And Facebook and social media, not Facebook, I'm sorry, social media. I, I, I consider everything Facebook, so, so uh, social media in general. Yeah, social media. If Brittany mentions Facebook, she's talking about yeah, all of them. I'm it, sorry. It's okay. No, that that's just important. I see important what you're note. doing, it, Mark Zuckerberg, Berg, whatever. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so it's it's just this whole con- like construct in it. There's just so many elements to it. People write reports on this all the time. People write books. And it's crazy. The studies, though. The studies. Like, if we're talking social media studies, I have actually seen so, like, where if you click on, like, if you click on the link on a social media site, it takes you to a study where it'll be like, this percent of people or this percent of something. Most of the times, it's like measured with like 20 people or less. Like, it's mm-hmm. not anything that could genuinely actually make, like, the population look confident to believe that. Like, if you yeah. were to really see the numbers. So, I wonder if that says anything about the way we retain, like, what kind of information we retain from social media. No, certainly. I think that could bring us into our next topic about social media here. And, and that's really just about how we inform ourselves. Because so many people spend what hours a day on there i mean i don't know the statistics but they they have measured that and i can certainly agree with that study yeah i th- those studies that say that we spend a lot of time <laughs> basically yeah. we don't want to i we basically don't believe anybody that says it if now. we don't want to <laughs> if we don't want to quote the exact number of hours it is hours that we spend a day on social media and that's where people get their information so we're constantly seeking out these things that you know stimulate our our mind, whatever it might be. Usually, videos or pictures, but sometimes right. we're reading things too. And right. when we read things, what we're reading, we often don't consider 
the back story to it. Let's let's say the way that in which they produce the information. Right. So Well, can I say something? Yeah. Like I think about the people so if you're watching or reading something on social media that you know could or couldn't be true you really don't know but i think it's that setting of you reading it and it looking official and seeing it set up in a way that you would believe it even if you have there's you know maybe it says hey click on this link to see the credentials or you know what makes this actually you know where did i get this information at what makes it true there are so many different ways that social media doesn't allow people to see the full extent of what the article should or shouldn't be saying. And like, are people looking be, for it is the question. Yeah, or are people looking for it? I just <laughs> want to call out my sister and my dad really fast, so if they are <laughs> listening, but like how I said something in this podcast a while back about humans being the only ones with chins. <laughs> and I just think it's funny because, you know, most people, like I'm going to assume that if my dad or my sister were like watching or reading something on the Facebook or social media, I don't think my dad uses it, but whatever. Like they might believe it if they see it on Facebook. But when I say it, it's like questioned, you know, like that might be hmm. not saying that I'm somebody that should be trusted all the time, but it's that you like for some reason, Seeing Facebook has this. It's like makes people feel confident in what they're reading. Like, oh, that's oh, I I'm gonna tell people this because it's, it's true. It's okay, gi- it's so, given some authority authority based. Yeah, on it the gives fact it some it, kind of. There's something I don't know what it is. There's something that makes it seem true. I understand like, what you mean. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So it it's almost like it plays a part with that addiction. It's like something in your mind is it, like when you're addicted, you don't, you know. I might be jumping ahead. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> so, yeah, no, certainly. But I was going to say that the basically the way that me- media is curated, the information is curated, it's designed to to engage you, right? It's, it's no longer um, like this non-for-profit um, syst- business model system that, that is there to inform you and give you all the facts... For the sake of the betterment and the education of the populace, right. it's more about because it's now a corporate thing. It's more about um, trying to generate revenue. So the best way to generate revenue and compete in the marketplace of information is to generate content that stokes controversy, uh, gives you, um, or it induces reaction. So reactivity, if if you can have an intention grabbing headline. Especially just the headline, because it's competing with so many other sources of information. When people are scrolling, they're seeing uh, hundreds sometimes, depending on the time they're on this platform, they're, they're seeing all this, this long stream of different sources of information, and they're just reading the headlines, because they don't want to actually delve in and, and actually take the effort to like read a full article. Right, let alone read a book. Yeah, let alone <laughs> let alone read a book. But but like reading the article, which is only, I don't know, five hundred words long. They they keep it pretty short because again, they know that the attention span is is short of the average person, especially the average person spending time online because right. their attention is directed in so many different ways. So they figure if they can get your attention with something that is uh, causing a reaction within you, then that's better for their business model than 
say, some kind of lengthy article, 1,600-word article, that gives you context and, and feeds your need to know something better, to actually understand a, a situation or whatever the article is talking about. So maybe in some roundabout way, um, it can be argued, I guess, that like, okay, so if you spend a lot of time and you actually do read all these articles, you can somehow compile these little bits of information and form this holistic sort of understanding of an idea. But it's right. it's like a flattened understanding. It's not like this depth of understanding that you would get, like you said, Brittany, from a book. Right. Where these people spend years sometimes researching this information and compiling and dedicating their life to it. Well, it reminds me of my English teacher that said the internet, anything that is accessible on the internet is just a big bathroom wall waiting to be written on. Like, <laughs> you know, does yeah. that make sense? Like, she said that as being an English teacher meant basically, like, just read books, go, <laughs> you know, go to the library and really focus on the things, like you said, the people who put time and energy into writing these things. Pro or into learning them and writing about them probably are going to be a lot more resourceful and yeah. helpful than somebody who took 10 minutes, read the book, but then compiled it into 10 minutes and put it onto something, a platform for you. Yeah, and it's helpful. Or to watch somebody do something else as information or as to watch somebody do it for just boredom. You know, there's two different things that can set the brain off. So mm. social media affects literally everything it's, it's a passive so activity yeah it's a passive activity now like you said it's boredom that's driv driving people to inform themselves literally yeah definitely it's i think of like it's not the end of the world <laughs> but if social media doesn't you know if social media doesn't stay on some kind of grounded uh just like a moral value as we go down like evolutionary road here as for yeah. humans like there i don't know if we need to change something to make it better if we need to take something out you know i don't i can't tell how i i don't have a conclusive idea of how i feel about social media i i, I think like you said there's an evolution that is taking place and should take place inevitably as a result of creating the technology but you See said it. but but like like reconstructing the 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 value system that they use to embed in their business model, you know, like try to to make it. Uh, but but then again, it would it would transform the way that we we use it and access it. I right. I, I would say. And I mean, as and somebody... some people some people make it. They they bring up the idea that it should be made into a um, what what do you call it subscription based. Thing where you pay like for where you it. pay for social media where, where you pay to use it and obviously I mean, there would be, be better. there would be backlash against that for the obvious reason that oh well, now i have a to, lot of people now i have to pay for it well i don't want to pay for something when it was free before right but here's the thing if it's free that means that you're being sold to advertisers exactly so so um when you're on social media the the main way that they make money is not by you <laughs> posting stuff or just being on there or, it's yeah. it's by you being on there but indirectly like by what you see. by s what you see and engage with because of the advertisers that get information on you what 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 it is is a vast re reserve of the storehouse of of data basically and and it's personal data that you're giving and 
these advertisers and marketing agencies have access to it through Facebook, as we know from all the, you know, the Zuckerberg trials and all this stuff right. that has been exposed um, about how social media is affecting us and in what it, what's going on behind the scenes. But, but yeah, so it's, um, w they're using this information and they're creating like avatars basically of these people and trying to, you know, cluster people into certain types, I guess, you know, like the personality types, how they have that test online where you can do that. Well, advertisers and mar marketing agencies utilize that kind of stuff to map people out in order to better sell them on, um, on products that they have. So like, oh, if you're this type, well, I can send you this direct-to-consumer advertisement. It's direct-to-consumer because it's showing up personally for you. It's personalized just for you and tailored so you might actually engage with it. Now, to be to continue to be cynical, obviously this is kind of like invasion of privacy in some way, even though you're agreeing to it by... By signing up for yeah, Facebook? I mean, it's not, yeah. I mean, I can just tell you it's definitely not, like, they don't, they're aware of it, and you agree to it. So that's yeah. something that, like, in business law class was picking some kind of social media and you and reading their complete terms and conditions, right? Snapchat is the one I did a mind on Snapchat, but, like, Snapchat and Facebook and all these places, they are actually legally doing everything legal. Yes. But... I can tell you that if it wasn't for business law being mandatory assignment, I would have never read the terms and agreements <laughs> of Snapchat. Now, that's where it gets kind of crazy. Yeah. I deleted Snapchat. You know, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. There's, If you don't live that lifestyle, you might not have to really worry about what they're watching on your phone. Sometimes I think about that where I'm like, really? I don't care if they're using, you know what I mean? Use my stuff. Like, yeah, and... But then it comes down to that basic right of, you know, like you were saying. Right you know, to privacy. Right to privacy, which and, if yeah. there's a right to privacy, you know, there's then we're completely constituting the Internet at and this it, point. And it's almost makes you question, like, how autonomous are we? How, how much can we think for ourselves independently with the flow of information that is like subconsciously manipulating us right like it's teaching us and destroying us yeah it's, it's teaching, not teaching us. us how to destroy what is destroying us <laughs> <laughs> yes might have been a song. <laughs> it's not it's not actually educating us right we're, we're supposed to be using the internet or at least the 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 the, I, the ideal the ideal use of the internet is to awaken humanity right like okay we have this internet and we're gonna make it try to make it available for the globe for everybody on the globe but if we allow it to be you know commercialized which is, is good you know right? right you allow people to have access to it and participate in it and whatnot then um it's basically like open to people using it for purposes of exploitation mm -hmm. like we were saying earlier like we should have stopped yeah. the internet right before omegle <laughs> like whenever whenever omegle became a thing we should have stopped it before <laughs> that <laughs> i think that's when everything went yeah yeah i mean that might be might be a good I'm just kidding, I, but i know for a fact a lot of people have had omegle experiences so i just that, that yeah no i i remember being on there as a kid <laughs> it's it's quite the, the experience i i don't know if if today's children 
have that experience really under their belt. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's worth it, and you know, parents might not want that for them. But <laughs> I mean, not now. That's the thing, though. Not yeah, now. Not now. The yeah. internet is so different, and I. I it was I, a free for all when it started. I can't. Yeah, I can't believe that I am somebody who was born into the internet. So like. I, or like, you know, like a little bit later it became a thing, but like I, I get to feel the effects of how different social media is now versus when it first came out. Yeah. Like when Facebook first came out and I was on Facebook, it is nothing like it was now. It wasn't so... It was the, just games. It, it was, was like farming Farmville or whatever, it Farmcraft or whatever. It wasn't so like seductive. I mean, maybe that's not an appropriate like word. Like selling yourself. It's like you're already being sold. Why are you trying to sell yourself more? <laughs> Which we just said, but come on. But it's it's like integrating ourselves to such a degree that we're losing autonomy, that we're losing this ability to mm-hmm. discern right from wrong. Yeah. That we lose trust in our politicians. Well, we lose trust in these systems. And we have like a, a rising um, acceptance of, you know, conspiracy theories and extremist points of view. And I say extremist only because that's the way that people label it. But it's like... You know, it it is extreme in the in the way that there's like distrust that well, is that is fueling this this point of view that people have, and it's and it's kind of generated by this exposure to something that we don't quite understand. You know, we I don't, think we it don't stresses it. the brain out with when we try to sell our ego on the internet. Like, I think what it is is people who get on the on social media to try to sway somebody or something into seeing what they want them to see that's them almost selling their ego to be bought which means you know it's something that you like yeah it does you know you shouldn't be discounted but it also doesn't have to be like charged full price kind of idea like you can't really sell your opinions and sell your image and sell your things completely 100 percent it's, I mean, I guess you can, but what I'm you, saying are, is, it you shouldn't. You shouldn't try to sell everything on in such a on such a level on the internet. Are you, it takes are you out saying, emotional consciousness and reality. Are you saying that people are trying to um, to posture their opinions in such a way that it's like they they cannot back down from whatever it is that they believe well Maybe, again, it d- i guess it could be something where if you firmly believe it it doesn't matter if you know it will piss everybody off you believe it you know what i mean it's kind that's, of like that's what's interesting too is that it's pe- like people try to sell that too much though on the on social media is where it's <laughs> like hey i believe this and everybody needs so to it's know truth. it everybody <laughs> needs to hear it everybody needs to open their eyes and see it yeah, so like yeah. they're selling their ego when in reality nobody's gonna buy it for full price like you're trying to sell it (laughs) you know what i mean everybody has their own little thing so social media is a very very confusing outlet there because (laughs) you have a you know you have a list of people who agree with you and then you have a list of people who don't then that's where the conflict comes all the way back around yeah and it it, it creates this feudalism like this tribal warfare of information where like or i'm right you're wrong or i seen this or i do this and i know this it's like that's everybody's ego in one spot and it's taken over the internet and it (laughs) is becoming stressful because i think of like just in a small factor of even if you're in a classroom setting you know a lot of egos at once if you're in a group Mm -hmm. but maybe a better yet like a group project everybody's had you know egos different in that aspect so it's could be clashing or it could be or it could go very well 
True. And that's Facebook. It's either clashing or it's going very well. And that's and with, it's interesting with, too because it's like it, it it feeds you an algorithm based mm-hmm. on what you agree with. Well, all I know is my Facebook don't make yeah. no sense. Like I do the business kind of thing idea with so with Facebook social yeah. media thing, and all I know is if you don't have the audience that is interested in the thing that you're doing like the algorithm isn't correct like i don't (laughs) utilize it enough for me to get that algorithm yet you know i don't think i have the avatar is what i'm saying i I haven't utilized it enough to help me out i don't really know but sometimes it's uh it's definitely not always what it's cracked up to be if you're not really putting yourself out there on the internet not just social media but like in general like to be able to get your name or yourself or any kind of thing that you do to be access accessible through the internet, not physical connection. So you don't have to have a business or a place yeah. of business. Yeah, and that's it's true. It, it opens up a lot of opportunities in that sense. And um, but but yes, it becomes there's there are barriers to that connection. And um, I think that as we actually engage more with social media it does feed that that um that algorithm so it's almost like you need to give it more information in order for it to figure out better your your likes your dislikes who you can connect with easier and um like is that a good thing or a bad thing that they can do that (laughs) i don't know if it's good or bad it's just worthy of trying to to consider all the details because nothing is good or bad. We we assign labels to things. True. Good but or it evil, just seems whatever. it doesn't seem very conclusive right now as to why it would be important other than them than social media making a financial enhancement to be able to have some kind of algorithm or personality avatar that dictates kind of <laughs> what you see and don't see. It that just seems so odd. Like the, yeah. is it is it benefiting the greater good of the people who are utilizing social media? If it help it helps to sift through the large amounts of information but at the same time it's blocking you off from information that Right. Can we actually... use some of that money to donate to the things that Facebook and Instagram and stuff ask you to donate to? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about, though? Yes, yeah, I do. Uh, that's another thing. People can raise money on Facebook. for. Uh, so that's something that's kind of cool. If it's a real charity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if how, we can determine how, if how it's real. How do you determine if it's real? <laughs> Fact check. So with the amount of time that we spend on, on social media as a whole, as as a people, uh, and in the fact that it's necessitated almost by just the way we conduct business, the way that we communicate and make connections, um, it it seems like we, we have to find balance as, and find ways to achieve what we want without letting it take control because it, it, it sucks away our attention from other parts of our lives sometimes more important i mean especially if we're utilizing it maybe not even utilizing maybe it's using us right we're, we're just sucking ourselves or we're, we're letting it suck ourselves into it because of a habit right we, we just open it up and scroll through to pass the time but it's like taking your attention away from other things other parts of your life time for reflection right like if you're not doing something you can actually sit in peace and and find you know find yourself really or or like ground yourself in whatever 
spot you're in, whatever time you're in, and, you know, just consider, like, <laughs> where you want to be, you know, because if you're always distracting yourself with things, you, you kind of lose sight of that. So, I mean, I think that's what this whole meditation uh, practice movement is all about, really. I mean, that's why it's gained popularity in the West in a lot of ways is because people are, they, they need that, right? They, they have lost that that ability to just, you know, sit and not have to occupy yourself. So I think it's important to, to integrate that in some way in our lives. And maybe we'll talk about that on another, on another podcast episode. I, I'd love to have somebody on here that knows more than I do. Right about meditation. That, yeah, talk about meditation, but but it would be it'd be worth talking about. I mean, everybody else seems to be. <laughs> so we'll just contribute to the discussion. And um yeah, I think uh we're about done on time here, but uh that was a good talk. I think we, yeah, we had a lot of energy in this in this discussion here. This was <laughs> I mean, a lot of it was fueled social by by media. my by my inner hatred. It's not really hatred, but I, I call it hatred for social media. I just I, honestly think it's annoying because yeah. I mean, I utilize it. I try to, but it's like if you're if you don't have the right, uh, you got to have the right mindset and, you and gotta, audience. And I mean, the, that's a huge part. As somebody who really tries to, I've tried to sell business. For you business, know, like yeah. it's audience. I can stay friends with all my small high school town people on Facebook, but they're not going to support me. Yeah, definitely. But we'll get back to you next week when we bring our next episode. So thank you for listening to It's Not the End of the World. Peace out.